0: Stories of hope and light.
1: I love Britain, my culture, and our traditions and our teachings.
0: Hope is what gets us through these dark days. Say go, scan go. Stories of hope and light are all around us. Even in the darkest times, we can find good to keep us going. Mary Louise Bernard is a Mi'kmaq elder of Cape Britain, Nova Scotia. A traditional storyteller, Mary Louise wrote a children's book called Sweetwater Maiden. In this podcast, producer Lisa Berry caught up with Mary Louise to talk about her book and about the joy she finds in sharing her stories, wisdom, and
2: keeping the ceremonies. I'm so happy you agreed to to do this with us. Really grateful.
1: Oh no, I love um, spreading um, my culture and our traditions and our teachings because they're we're losing them. You know sometimes when you say indigenous people, there's it seems to be always a doom and gloom story and to me i grew up in a family we weren't rich but we had all we needed and my my parents were very you know down to work my father was a hunter-gatherer he didn't have any education and my mother was a homekeeper and she was a and also a storyteller and that's where i think i got most of my stories from my mother in her teachings my mother was born in 1927 my father in 1926. so they went through the depression um, and they talked about well especially my mother would tell me stories about how she worked in Badeck and she had to walk 20 some kilometers from here but but she would stay in Badeck and she was hope, she was always trying to make extra money she was a chambermaid or um, working at the local inn in Badeck and um, her stories you know of how she um would go home on weekdays and carrying her bundle to take to her grandparents, which, which raised her. She always had um, a very positive and encouraging. You know, it's like life isn't meant to be. We could enjoy it, but sometimes we paint it in a way that we're trying to fit into the picture instead of us just being naturally fitting into our surroundings because we have so much high expectations, especially today. We need a curve, we need this, we need blah, blah, blah to, to think that we are in a happy space. But I think and what she told me is like, make whatever space you are in happy and make it work for you. Don't let the outside influence your inside. I think over time I come to, um, you know, try to bring happiness and live my life instead of living for them, I'm living for me and making my surroundings as much um, in a, a better place to live in and, um, and of course it's never easy and I think those are the teachings that come with us in our daily lives and in, in our lives anyway. in a um, we all have challenges And I think over the years I've become more aware of them and sacred teachings, especially in Mi'kmaq. I think most indigenous people have a gift of spirituality and when I talk about spirituality for me is when our loved ones pass on we don't really lose connection with them. We lose their physical form of them as they leave us but there's always a part of that energy that's left with us to reach so this is one of the teachings that I also have through my programs um, as a park interpreter and a storyteller. And I also have um, a children's book out there, um, Sweetwater Maiden, and it's about uh, the discovery of maple syrup and how a Mi'kmaq Indigenous girl went about and discovered it and shared with her grandfather, and it was a gift to be shared by all. So this is a story that actually gave me another path to take and that is because if I hadn't written this story at all I don't think I would be where I am today um, doing ceremonies and honoring the, the water somewhere I do water ceremonies too but I think this little story really grounded me can you tell us more about the Sweetwater story Sweetwater Maiden story it's about um, and it's bilingual it's in four languages it's in Mi'kmaq, English, French and Gaelic I think especially in Cape Breton where I live those are you know these are the four prominent um, languages and it's about um how um Sweetwater Maiden um, an Indigenous young girl looking for her grandfather when searching for her in the woods because he was on a quest um the grandfather had lost his um, wife the year before and so the sweet water maiden did, on the loose didn't um saw her grandfather and know that he wanted to be alone to go on his spiritual quest and so as she went out looking for him found a tomahawk on um, a tree and then um there was water in the hollowed out log she believed it was water but it was actually sap and she started to prepare her grandfather's meal using that water that was in this hollowed out log and then from there when the grandfather tasted the food he said it's a food that is the taste is foreign to us and grandfather said it's a a gift from the creator it's to be shared by all so that's basically the gist of the story but my last end part is um grandfather bestows on her a special name, and that was Sweetwater, and in Mi'kmaq it's Sismoa Squidge Sweetwater Maiden. And so, um, and with this book, I kind of, it led me to a ceremony as I approached um, a sugar maple um, plant um, in mainland Nova Scotia, and the lady was hoping that somebody would bless the trees in the early spring when the saps started to flow. And I volunteered, said, so I'll look for an elder for you and i like to do that too. And I had found an elder to do the ceremony in a certain day, but it was, um, was the, there was still a lot of snow on the ground. The elder couldn't make it. So I ended up going ahead and doing the ceremony myself. And that was about, um, about 2013, 2014. So it's been, eight years, and and since then I started doing ceremonies after that. <laughs> um, Grandmother Moon Ceremony especially, it's honoring the the waters of the earth.
2: Can you tell us more about the Moon Ceremony?
1: Grandmother watches over the waters of the earth and the women are the keepers of the waters. Our duty is to help preserve the waters and that's what I bring forward when I do ceremony. When I talk about what the waters is, is life, and why the connection with grandmother watches over the water dear, and the earth. Women are the keepers of the waters because we carry the water within us to bring forth life. And this is something I ask women to lift their waters on the full moon and ask grandmother to bless her water, which she can share with her family and um, to give them courage and, well, to keep, you know, to give us as women, courage and direction in life and energy. So this is what I asked women said on a full moon, you don't even have to say anything could be just as easy as lifting a glass of water to grandmother. And it is said when you speak to the water, to your water, when women speak to the water on the full moon, it becomes their medicine because the water carries the message to grandmother and that is the connection and this is one of the teachings I like to teach women and men are all men and children of course are also involved to support the women and then the women will drink their water and if they want to they share it with their family and their children and so forth um and so this is something that I find is very healing for me personally and there's been a number of women over the years and I think I could easily say about a thousand women that I've taught since I started this, in small groups and larger groups. And it also led me to find a job at Parks Canada, where I have um, people from all over the world, well, except for this year, but <laughs> the past four years since I've been working with Parks Canada, I have been doing ceremonies and and there have been people from, well, Parks especially here in Cape Manhattan's National Park. And people are as far away from Peru, from South America, you know, Europe and all around the world visiting. And when I do my grandmother moon ceremony, some, especially I had indigenous people from Peru that were so impressed and said that it's similar to their culture as well. They honor, they do have ceremonies and it's so um, touching to feel that as Indigenous people, we find that are root, we're rooted t- with our mother and we're there to protect her.
2: How are you spending your time now, Mary Louise, in the, in the COVID times?
1: And now I'm working on my second children's book, similar to this one. My daughter has a rare metabolic disease. It's called maple syrup urine disease. It's, her disease is so rare that she can't break down protein. And she's the uh, only one in Maritimes actually that has that rare metabolic disease. In Canada, less than 200 children or young adults have it. There's somewhere, somehow maple syrup and ceremony and all this was meant to connect for me to continue this teaching of honoring the waters and maybe even having a child with a rare metabolic disease that does not have anything to do with maple syrup. But the thing about the name of the disease, maple syrup urine disease, is infant born with this disease. They're okay until they start drinking milk, and the, the protein in milk becomes toxic to them because they don't have the enzyme to break down protein. So when I wrote this book, and somebody said to me, "You have your own sweet water maiden, your daughter," I said, "Yes, she's and she's so pure because she has never even eaten meat in her life." So she's like, somebody told me your daughter is so pure, she has never tasted another's memory. And that really stuck with me when somebody told you know, I was a lady told me that. I said, no wonder, because my daughter is very spiritual, you know, she sees spirits very easily and communicates with the afterlife very easily. And she's, I call her my ghost whisperer. <laughs>
2: It seems like there are a lot of connections in your work and life and teachings. Back in 2012,
1: when I was writing this book, I, I traveled to Sagi First Nation in Manitoba. Um, I read in somewhere um, it was um, the indigenous wisdom keepers of the Americas gathering at Sagi First Nation. And I wanted to go so bad back then. And I was unemployed and I was writing my book. I had all these dreams that I wanted to do. And so, um, but I ended up going to Manitoba and during that um, four day weekend with elders from all across, all around the world, really from North America and South America were there. There was one elder from North Dakota, Chief Arbor Looking Horse. I don't know, he's very pro- well known around the world. He travels and and he talked about the importance of reconnecting with our mother, our Mother Earth, and he spoke the importance of ceremony. He said, we need to reconnect with our mother. Our mother is sick because, I said, we're losing that connection. And when we start losing that connection, it brings an imbalance in our lives, our emotional imbalance. We're not, things aren't measuring up and it causes more stress. And he said, we need to go back into ceremony and to reconnect and respect our mother and respect all our surroundings. And that's when I actually, um, when I came back, I started doing ceremony and I was kind of different ways because until I came up with the ceremony that I'm currently doing, um, I I used the medicine wheel, which is um, the circle with the cross in the middle, the four directions. So I bring four waters with me. Esa would bring sweet water. That comes in the spring, it's beginning of life. And we take it to be Mother Earth, the milk from our mother that nurtures us and brings when we're small, this is what we need. It gives us all the nutrients. And I didn't realize at the time that sap is so, is full of minerals and vitamins. It even has more calcium than milk. And I realized this is what my ancestors were drinking and were waiting for to nurture them back and back to health after a long, hard winter, because this was something that gave them energy to just give them that boost to start all over again. And they respected that water. And eventually they started to boil it down, making it to syrup and crystallizing it so they could have it, and once it's crystallized to a certain um, you could carry it and preserve it. So it became very important to them. And that is one of the waters I bring forth into my ceremony. When I do grandmother moon ceremony, I would bring sweet water representing the East, the milk from our mother. Then I would bring salt water from the ocean. That is the the heartbeat of our mother, her heart. And uh, this is the pulse that we hear as she's and so I bring that, that is to give us balance. And of course, and all the waters that run into the ocean, they're all connected. The third water represented west would be fresh water that comes from the ground. And that is like the beans from our mother the, that comes. This is the water that's, that's, that's holding mother together uh, along with the salt water. So fresh water would be west. And then I, north, I would bring rainwater or snow, depending on what season I have here. And, and that represents the water that comes from the sky, that from our elders, from the, our ancestors that are with the Creator. So these are the four waters. And the fourth water, the rainwater, gives us wisdom and knowledge. And this is the gift that comes from our ancestors from beyond so I'm praying and I'm singing to this water of four waters I'm putting together and this is the healing I'm offering to Mother Earth to connect with her and to tell her we're still here we're still here and we're here to help you
2: so ceremony is a part of everyday life
1: sometimes I will leave my water on a windowsill overnight and I'll drink it the first thing in the morning and say thank you grandmother thank you water and I'll drink it and that is how I'm and I've, yes and it's um i've received emails and responses back from women that thank me said so you gave me the courage to do this you gave me the courage to do something that i was holding back and and it's um and i say when you lift your water said so you're not alone especially you're there there's hundreds maybe thousands of other women around the world that are lifting their water to grandmother so you're connected with them let's keep that connection going and let's let's build on that energy that we're creating of healing and so this is um, what I bring for the grandmother moon ceremony so it's um and I enjoyed I love what I do
2: when you do your work at Parks Canada can you integrate the Sweetwater story and your teachings into your work there
1: In 2017, when I started working for the parks, I had panels done of um, the story around the Cabot Trail, the world famous Cabot Trail, because I approached Parks Canada and I said, "Well, I've gone around the Cabot Trail several times, but you would never think the Mi'kmaq have been here for 10,000 years because there's not a trace of them around the Cabot Trail." (laughs) So, so with that, it's. but they took that as uh, uh, they knew. And they said, yes, we've been wanting to put something there, but we didn't know. And said, well, I'm looking for a home for sweet water. And you have one of the purest sugar maple stands in North America that are, are protected. And and they said, yes. And she said, we're going to, um, so they hired me on, on as a project to do um, the panels. and. They're in McIntosh Brook, around the Cabot Trail, on the campsite that leads to a small waterfall. So when, when you enter that park, it's just a few... I didn't want it too far away. I said, no, I don't want the panels too far away. I want them close by so elders could come and walk to them and enjoy them. Because if they're any further in the trail, majority of the elders, you know, and some people just want to do a walk around. Them on the site. So that's where, and there was this big, beautiful maple tree there. So I have my panels around there that tell the story, but they also tell about the Mi'kmaq.
2: Thank you so much, Mary Louise Bernard, for your story of hope and light. You are a gift to us all. Now
0: Mary Louise and Lisa for sharing your story of hope and light. Keeping our ceremonies is very important to who we are as Indigenous people. They help us to have a good mind and bring balance to our lives. They are especially important now in this time of pandemic. We have many ceremonies for many purposes. They are mainly for giving thanks, so Creator will continue to bring us gifts for our use in happiness. And now, Enter into a sacred place. Burn your tobacco, sage, cedar, and sweet grass, All gifts from Creator. Come to peace by cleansing spirit. And then remember how we came to be. We are vessels of Creator. The gifts flow through us like river flows through Mother Earth. Make us strong to be good and to give good. Travel around our circle, season to season. Offer thanksgiving for fruits of the land. Ancient ceremonies bring hope and light. Sip the sweet water. Gather foods from ocean. Carry water from ground. Drink deeply to refresh body. Let rain and snow cleanse body and Mother Earth. Remember, keep our ceremonies. Make good medicine. Bring forth hope and light. If you would like to order Mary Louise Bernard's book, Sweet Water Maiden, please email her at marylb40 at gmail.com. Yeah, we